please be advised. Spoiler alert episode. Spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Here we are. Spoiler alert. Special spoiler alert. Uh, Fan-funded spoiler alert. First time ever in a mall food court. Yes, a mall food court in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, banging out the first of three fan spoiler apps that were uh, purchased through the Kickstarter for long ago and far away. So I wanted to say thank you, first of all. We got a pretty interesting movie that we may not have seen had the fan not picked it. You know... We saw Popstar. We saw Popstar never stop popping. That never... <laughs> Never stop, stop, never stop, never stop, stopping, never, never, never stop, popping never, of, of the yeah. stopping that yeah. never stops. <laughs> um, I want to say, I'm glad you picked this because I, um, I wouldn't have seen it on my own. I don't think I would have seen it, on, yeah. and I'm glad I did. Me too. So yeah, well, let's introduce our, yeah, our let's introduce our, our guest. guest. Uh huh. So now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, actually, is uh, you're here with your husband, right? Yes. Uh, Diana. Yes. How do you pronounce your last name? Rojek. Rojek? No, there was a hyphen. It, I, I, I'm going very slowly. <laughs> and if you want to repeat it back. Diana Rojek Ro- dash. Rojek Sconard. Rojek Stoddard? Sconard. 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 Ska like the band, yeah. nerd like what we are. Sconard. Oh. <laughs> now would you like to introduce your husband too? Is he here or is he going to be silent? He's going to be silent, but I'll introduce my husband Ryan as well. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Silent Ryan. Um, now, Diana, tell us a little bit about yourself so the fans uh, uh, know. Like, what have you? Um, what kind of movies do you like, and why did you pick this film? I am all over the place when it comes to movies, and I was actually pretty nervous when I heard the last episode because you guys were very lukewarm about this movie. Mm-hmm. And as we were walking into the movie, you're like, "Huh, gee, I wonder why this is uh, empty." Okay, and I just, I kind of clammed up once we started. But uh, once you started laughing, I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay, I'm not wasting your time. I'm not wasting your life. <laughs> oh, okay. But if, if, even if it was terrible, which it was, and I thought it was fantastic, I knew you would have a lot to say. And go ahead. Well, real quick, so this is a spoiler app. Yes. For Popstar Never Stop Stopping. We, so we will be talking about things like the ending. The ending. The entire narrative dramatic sequence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, button joke. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so if you have not seen this movie and you don't want it spoiled for you, stop listening right now and then go watch it and come back. So I'm going to say, I'm not, I don't dislike Andy Samberg. I, I've seen him do some funny stuff for sure. Sometimes I'm like, oh, he's, like, early on I was like, he thinks he's Adam Sandler and he's doing too much Adam Sandler stuff. Would you say you're lukewarm on Andy Samberg? I would say lukewarm. Yeah. Which is probably why when I saw this trailer just went, meh. I felt the exact same way. I don't dislike him, but I like don't run out to see what he's doing. But um, this movie was rat, flat out funny. It was. I was uh, I was laughing through a lot of this. Most film. of the movie I was laughing, and then the little heartfelt scenes right. I liked. Yeah, they did a good job of. The only guy that was a little too over the top was Justin Timberlake. Yeah. <laughs> Who played his, like, professional cook. Chef. His chef. Yeah. Uh-huh. That only was, cut up carrots. That only cut up carrots. And he was the only one that was sort of over the top. Mm. He was playing it a little too sketch character-y. Uh-huh. But, I mean, he's not, you know, he's he, he acts, but he's right. not. 
But then the, the funniest scene to me with Justin Timberlake is they're all watching and Justin Timberlake's singing and he has a beautiful voice, of yes. course. <laughs> and, and, and Andy Samberg and his, his, uh, his character's name is Connor for real. They're all like, shut up. Stop shit. Leave fuck. the singing to the professionals. professionals. <laughs> and then he just gets quiet. So I thought that was funny. Yeah. But... I like the mockumentary feel. Mm-hmm. It's fitting we saw this too because we're up here for the SF Doc Fest. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I like the and they interviewed actual pop stars. You know, yes. Pharrell Williams and mm-hmm. and people like that. Usher. Usher. Uh, there was like Katy Perry. And not not uh, the interviewing, but they're just in there from. They, they managed to. I don't know what they cut into. They paid some license for some stock footage. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. First yeah. of all, they paid a lot of licensing to get stock yeah. footage from like American Movie Awards or whatever, right, or, but, uh, but music they, awards. But they had to walk through it at the same time something real was filming, right? Yeah, yeah. So what what was cool was. They, for the award show, at the end of the film, the Poppy Awards, mm-hmm. they clearly just bought a lot. They licensed a lot of footage of all these big name people at an actual an actual awards show, an actual yeah. the Grammy awards, awards or who knows, whatever. Yeah. But they also were able to get like uh, Pink in there for a... in like a, a, a duet, which was hilarious. Yeah. That was so great because that's what I really like. They used these actual pop stars in this documentary when they were doing the interviews. Mm-hmm. Yes, talking about the and um, singing, singing. Yeah. Well, the interviews were really they they the directors I think there was two of them did a good job of directing these people to sound like they're actually doing a documentary mm-hmm. interview about a big name pop star. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, at first I will say uh, as we started seeing the mockumentary feel and it's about a band then you know like, you know, they're band's gonna somebody's gonna leave it it's gonna go bad it was like okay well this is spinal tap this is a every updated, band every, mockumentary is yeah, a spinal tap exactly Absolutely. so so you i'm watching this i'm thinking well how is this movie going to differentiate itself from all of these other movies that all harken back to spinal tap mm-hmm. and as the movie progressed it did that's what i liked about it like they were aware of it and like all right well we can't be too like spinal tap we get it mm-hmm. we're that was the grandfather of all these movies right. Um, so we're going to kind of go off in our own direction, and they did. And there were just so many funny people in it and so many funny scenes. I think I laughed the hardest on the unexpected scene where they told them to stop filming, and they, you just see the dialogue on the street, and you hear the noise of uh, you know, the, them, them uh, complaining, and then a bee gets loose, and then the entire audience right. And then they said, give me the flamethrower. Right, give me the- <laughs> and the queen bee made noises. Yeah, like, exactly. Like it was some giant queen bee, and they're like, "Tell me you got that." Yeah. No, nah, you guys don't. Do Stop filming. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah, they put some crazy sci-fi horror right. element in just a black and white scene where yep. you're just seeing script like the right. lie. Oh my god, that was fucking funny. Yeah, it was really funny, and. Uh, uh, this movie was a pleasant surprise to me. Like, I wasn't sure if I was going to be laughing. Or, and uh, there was a lot of stuff that was like an unexpected joke, which I really liked. I mean, obviously, there were some jokes that were, yeah, I, I got it. It was <laughs> it was still Saturday Night Live jokes. But uh, a, a lot of it was unexpected and fun and uh, had like, um, like a real flair to it. Like, I think one of my other favorite parts was uh, when you see the, the other band member on the farm and when you kept cutting back to him. And uh, when he was listening to one of the tracks, Connor for real, and he just went, fucking awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, fucking horrible. And I love to, they paint him as this, his life is horrible. He's on this broke dick farm. Yeah. And then when they all meet up at the end, so the Style Boys, right? That was the name of their yes, their band. With a Z. 
right style boys <laughs> mm-hmm. which was great they were very much like spoofing the Beastie Boys yeah yeah and then any of them any of the pop bands right they spoofed they made fun of um, Justin Bieber and the oh Anne Frank House oh my god the Anne Frank House <laughs> Sarah Silverman plays this publicist and goes, you did not take a shit in the Anne Frank yeah. house. And, they, and you see him in the Anne Frank house, like, yo, I just fucking dropped a yeah. deuce. <laughs> it's so goddamn funny. They picked... And then, of course, he dates... Uh, I lost my train of thought, but I just... Oh, his girlfriend, uh, Ashley Wednesday. Ashley Wednesday, who's just in it to be... She's like, I saw celebrities... And their relationships, and I just wanted that. Like yeah, she just, I wanted to be that. Kind I wanted to be that. I just, that, I just want to be a fake celebrity couple. Um, but I loved. Um, ah, shit! I totally. Oh no! Getting back to the farmhouse. So they, they keep cutting back to him at the farmhouse. His life sucks. It's awful. And then <laughs> it's in Colorado. Yeah, it's in Colorado. And they show him trying to plant stuff. And then when they come back to like, we're gonna bring the Star Boys back together. Mm-hmm. Connor for real is like done being a dick and, right. and I'm sorry because because the you know I I never gave you credit for writing my lyrics mm-hmm. and then it turns out he's got this giant pot farm <laughs> right. with millions of dollars <laughs> like he's not that hard up now I really thought we were gonna see a shot of like guys with machine guns like overseeing the uh, the <laughs> oh, right. guys in the farm but they didn't go uh, they didn't go there but uh, so Diana what was your favorite part of the film oh jeez there's so much going on and I actually kind of want to see it again because there's so much going on in the background as well and I was actually kind of worried I'm just like okay I'm laughing here I'm laughing here there, I don't have a favorite part I have to watch it again because I'm, my face still hurts from laughing yeah. and just when okay there is the scene where there's a horrible uh, what's it called prop failure we'll call it mm-hmm. where a costume situation goes oh, to... his dick is touched. There it is. Yeah. Okay, fine. There, thank you very much. Just spoiler it. You can say it. I, well, no. No, this is about talk, no, okay. talking about dicks. No, no, no. Okay, there it is. There it is again. And if you could if you could let people know about the other part as well, that'd be fantastic. Oh. In, 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 in the spirit of uh, women having their chest signed. Yes. Oh. Not my favorite part, but go ahead. That yeah. joke. So they're in a limo trying to patch things up. Yeah. Um... The gate opens up. The gate, so the, the, the gate opens up, up, and the fans are flooding in. So they're stuck in the limo, and they're like, "Hey, man, you stole from me!" And fuck you. They're having the old argument, mm-hmm. and one girl drops her pants and puts her ass up against the window and says, "You know, I heart you, Connor, or whatever." Another girl's putting her boobs up on the thing. He's like, "Yeah, man, this is my fucking life." I'm, and he's talking about, and he, Andy Sandberg's talking about how great his life is because I get to sign boobs. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, a guy puts his dick up against yeah. the window, and you see his full dick. Like they yeah. don't hold back on that at all. They didn't. No, it was. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't get an NC-17. Oh shit! Because that lasted a l- uncomfortably long time. And then he still the... autographs it. That yeah. fucking made me laugh so hard. I was kind of not looking, so thank you. I was wondering if he did sign it. It was funny because I'll give them credit because you see the boobs, you're like, okay, gratuitous boob scene. Yeah. And that's been a thing throughout. Hollywood that's always oh we never see we only see guys butts or we only mm-hmm. see you know we never he just went dick here's a dick right there and then he still signed it that's the thing he didn't go oh god get the fuck out of here he still like signed yeah. it that's, that's a testament of how committed he is to his fans yeah. <laughs> and I, what I like too is like uh, like I'm sure that was in the contract of the actor like well you're not going to see my face right 
No, 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 no. Just, just your, your junk. Yeah. Just your jive. And, all of it. And his yeah. fiance is there, very excited to watch yeah. it get signed. Yeah, that was great. This, <laughs> that this is, my is so fucking funny. <laughs> I've never had anything that weird happen. Yeah. <laughs> but I've definitely had women after shows like sign my boobs, and their like husband or boyfriend is there, and right. it's really awkward. It's yeah. really weird. Because they have the camera and very excited yeah. about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like Steve, hold the camera while he signs yeah. my boobs, and I'm writing, writing palm strike on a boob. Right. <laughs> oh, this guy's like, Haha, he doesn't yeah. want to be an asshole, but he, there's no way right. he's comfortable with this. No, no. Or maybe he's sometimes they're into it, like yeah. But 90% of the time, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> as, as a fan, we want to be remembered somehow. So <laughs> I give money. They yes. give you stories. And uh, sometimes you remember the uncomfortable boyfriend more. Oh God! I've seen a lot of uncomfortable yeah. boyfriends. They get mad or whatever, or or the um, the the guy who who thinks it's a date, but she's oh. just like, yeah, it's just a platonic friend. It's my oh, platonic yeah, it's, friend. Yeah, it's just a friend. He's yeah. my friend Steve. You're cute. It's like, yeah. oh Steve, I feel bad for you, yeah, man. I don't no. think you knew at the beginning. No, you guys, you're hoping but to you get some now. at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you still yeah. might. Yeah, you still might. <laughs> Yeah, that's rooting, true. Rooting for you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so, Diana, let me ask you this. So, sure. d- did you come into this like, are you a giant Andy Samberg fan? Not, or? not giant. I did see Hot Rod when it came out, and I was actually disappointed by it because mm. I don't know what my expectations were for Hot Rod, but trailer did its job. I wanted mm-hmm. to see it, but I think for me, all the funny parts were in the trailer. And I was crossing my fingers that, that wouldn't be the case for this one, and clearly not, considering you know gratuitous nudity nudity excuse me uh, so they couldn't put it all in the tra- actually no they did have a red band trailer and oh. so I was anticipating um, Optimus Prime's dick so <laughs> <laughs> anticipating that joke and uh, the stage is where we fuck right mm-hmm. yeah so all that stuff yeah. there was pretty this good this was definitely a hard R Oh my god, this is a no joke R. Yeah, yeah, this is a hard R. And actually, going back to what we were talking about, how they're incorporating uh, pink into the video, and you're talking about stock footage, they got Seal to do a performance as he was trying to get back into the limelight, proposing to his girlfriend. That. The Seal scenes were great too. Fuck, that was funny. That was great. Seal and wolves. (laughs) (laughs) And they actually, I think that's in the Red Band trailer as well, so I I knew the wolves were coming, but. That was so great because they. He does this thing that those pop stars do of this staged right. proposal. Oh, wow, the paparazzi's here. Oh, what a coincidence. How did they get here? Yeah, yeah. what a crazy. <laughs> and the... E-li- E-live coverage. There's, like, flower petals being blown in. Yeah. And there's these guys holding wolves, and then the wolves get loose while I, Seal's singing. I love the fact that it's Seal singing that was driving the wolves crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they're like, you got to have them stop singing. The wolves are going, no, no, we got to keep singing. Great little cameo by Paul Shear. Oh, that was yeah. so good. Uh-huh. He steps in and goes, you got to have those, got to have Steel stop singing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and that's actually something that I really enjoyed. Is it wasn't just seeing the, the pop people in there, but just like... Hey, there's Paul Shearer right there. Oh my God, that's Mike Birbiglia. Okay. Yep. Oh, it's great seeing Birbiglia. Yeah. When they made fun of TMZ. Oh, oh that was, perfect. That was fantastic. Perfect. Fucking blasted them. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Love Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Will Arnett great. did a great job. Yeah. Um, and these Bill like, Hader plays the roadie. And there are a lot of like short scenes. Yeah. That's what's so great that this movie didn't have a lot of fat on it. Like every cameo, every scene was used to its maximum potential. 
And I wasn't expecting that, because a lot of times you see these SNL movies and stuff, they're sloppy. Yeah. They're sloppy, and they go for a lot of cheap laughs and stuff. I thought this one was really fine-tuned, and really, uh, it was a tighter film than I was expecting. Well, the swearing, the dirty lyrics and everything had a point. Mm-hmm. Right. The point was to mock these pop stars that have these ridiculous lyrics or right. mm-hmm. they think they're and lifestyles oh my god the, the gay the scene when he went after <laughs> Macklemore right so Macklemore wrote that great song about you know accepting gays which is great but mm-hmm. since then he caught so much flack he was always oh I'm not gay I'm like okay. so, I'm not gay I'm not gay the whole song he keeps saying that was right. so goddamn yeah. funny <laughs> um, shows an opportunist that you know a lot of these artists are and right even, and even great with the talking heads afterwards you know oh legalized gay marriage it it is legal. Yeah, <laughs> you're already allowed it, to. It, that was Ringo Starr. Yes. Yeah. that's what I love. Ringo Starr makes and goes. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. It is legal, you yeah. know, like that shit. Yeah, it's those really cameos mm-hmm. and and even the the Lonely Island fans having Michael Bolton perform. Oh, going back great. to that, yeah. which is just yeah, just, it was like I'm entertained by a Michael Bolton performance. And and not every joke hits, which is still fine because right. it's st- the momentum is still mm-hmm. great. And it just, it keeps going forward. And again, I'm laughing a lot. I'm not laughing at everything, but I also need to go back. Did you, guys, did you catch the Weird Al cameo? Oh, I... No. I got... Uh, yes. Yeah. What? That was Who was Weird Al? He was, um, he was presenting them at the... Yeah, he was like poppies. Thunderfoot or whatever. He was like that other band. He was like the band... He was the... The leader. Singer, oh, my yeah. God. I totally missed he was that. In, he was in... I think he was in makeup. Yes. Too, and, and, yeah. and different hair. And a different hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing why I think this movie worked and this is and you talked about some of the SNL movies and this is a this is a problem and we've talked about it before in the show with comedies you've got a couple of funny set pieces right and when a comedy fails it's usually several things happen the set pieces go on too long they just put them together very thinly the story is like and obviously you're not going to to an over the top comedy for an amazing three-act story structure, but you need something. You need something to have some kind of emotional connection. Hold this together. And this Mm -hmm. movie had enough of that. It did. It really, really, and it was like... Because the guys were all likable, too. Like, all three of the guys in, you know, the Style Boys, you were kind of rooting for them all, even as he was being a dick. You're like, well, you know, he can can get better. And they got good actors, and they did the thing. They were directed and to play it straight. Yes. The dialogue is funny and over the top. The situations are over right. the top, but the people inside of the situations it. have to be believable because mm-hmm. that's the other thing, and this is where they got it right. The people living in that in those actual worlds, and those mm-hmm. you are in such a bubble. Yeah, yeah. They think they're like Justin Bieber thought writing, I hope Anne Frank is a believer. Yeah. He didn't think that was fucking crazy. No, no. He didn't think that was crazy at all. And his handlers didn't think that was crazy. Mm-hmm. And and so that's you got to make it. Annie Samberg's character, especially these guys that have been famous for this long, yep. they don't know what the real world is like. Right. They don't know what normal is. I mean, that that scene where his turtle dies and they give it the fucking stupid funeral yeah, at a the pool. Viking funeral. Right, the Viking funeral. Yeah. It floats in. It's really sad. Like, oh god, I really care for this turtle, and you get. At first, you're like, oh, fuck, he's an idiot. He thinks his turtle is his best friend. But then I kind of was like, wow, this is hurt. Yeah. I was like, wow, like, I lost this fucking mm-hmm. pet. 
And so the turtle floats out and he shoots it with the like bottle a bottle rocket, yeah, a Roman like candle, a candle. <laughs> that sets it on fire, mm-hmm. which is funny. And then pool party, yeah, and then everyone jumps yeah. in the pool. The DJ goes off, everyone's <laughs> naked in the pool or whatever. Like, holy shit, that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, Diana, that I think you're talking about. Why? For two reasons. Why you go? To, we all got to go back and watch it again. Because there's a million little background jokes, little lines that are firing at you. And there's so much shit firing at you, and it makes sense, and there's a, 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 a through line, and you care about the characters, as yep. you said, Chris, that when a joke falls flat or doesn't hit, it doesn't matter. Right. It's like watching a, a, a stand-up that's really just killing it tries a couple jokes and they don't quite work right it doesn't matter because then the next one fucking blows your the ratio is still good the ratio is fine. you don't <laughs> care it's, it's, it's a 300 hitter you know right. what I mean it doesn't mm-hmm. matter and that's the thing that I think was great and even on top of that you're laughing at one thing it turns out there were a few other things going immediately afterwards right. that mm-hmm. I was like wait ah oh, dang it missed it yeah, there were some good tags, mm-hmm. like in the dialogue, even visually. Yes. There's some oh. good visual jokes, too. There's great visual mm-hmm. jokes. That's the thing why... And that big helmet, this is in the trailer, too, that <laughs> has the giant, like, um, Luxor-type light at the top of it. That <laughs> has some crazy... Sound, yeah. like, out of uh, Inception. Right. Mm-hmm. Why, does he... it, why does it do it? I don't know, but it's nice to know that it yeah. can. <laughs> and then he falls, and it points at the audience, and they're all holding their ears, yeah. and... <laughs> Holy shit, that was funny. And the thing you look at, I'd love to know what the budget is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it had to be high. I it mean, had to be high, but the thing I noticed in the way they shot that, they clearly probably could have shot all of the all of the live show footage they could have just done on one soundstage. Well, you know what I think? I think this or is one, one of those rare movies that is in that $30, $40 million range that you don't see anymore. According to Google, it was $20 million. There you go. Ah, mm-hmm. So that's kind of low budget. And they did great for $20 million. Yeah. yeah. They mm-hmm. did. Because I was like, I go, because if this was an actual, if, if, you know, like those, like One Directions, they all have these documentaries, yep. these concert documentaries that the, the PR team puts together. Right. Those are $50 million, $100 million movies. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They did this for 20 because I was really watching. I was like, oh, that's archival footage. They just right. license, license. Uh-huh. And that means, I go, they could have shot all of, and this probably is what they did. They either rented a, an arena, like they probably maybe shot the sports arena in L.A., or they right. just got a giant soundstage, and they could make that look like any of the live shows and do all the live mm-hmm. show footage in one place. And then layer it with visual effects, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. But that was the other thing, too the fucking jokes the, the the I'm gonna fuck you like the USA fucked Bin Laden is <laughs> so fucking unbelievably mm-hmm. funny and also just so crazy like this is jingoistic the, yeah the, the, and, har- and it kept and it kept going with yeah. every verse right yeah. yeah and they didn't back off from that at all nope. the, the background you gotta answers. commit to it if you're gonna do it <laughs> well that's you the thing if you're gonna write that, that lyric yeah. you can't be like well we might offend somebody right no you gotta go all the way and that's what I love, man. And I, the fact that it's made for $20 million makes me even like it more. Yeah. The other thing, too, what, what I like, too, if they um, keep it at that range, you know, we're talking about that sort of range, it doesn't have to be a giant blockbuster to make its money back. Mm-hmm. Like, I like seeing comedies like this, where it's not only that, uh, you know, the comedians are kind of in charge, you see the, you see the voice, you see the vision, but also it's there's care taken to put it together this movie's in loving hands yeah it was it was like no we care about making a good film we're not just going to throw a bunch of Justin Bieber jokes together well 
No, they were actually a little bit more nuanced than just yes. Justin Bieber. Nice jokes. word. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Nuanced. Well done. Ah. <laughs> Chris, somebody else said. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I'll still get credit for it, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, because I think the... the uh, what can happen... And what you say, they took, they took care, which means they put time into it. Mm-hmm. Which means what can happen... You get a group of people, let's make a funny movie. You're in the writer room. You're throwing around jokes. And part of my problem with a lot of um, Adam Sandler movies is they feel, so many of them feel like first drafts. Like they didn't spend the time. Somebody just said, let's do this crazy thing. Great. Shoot it. Versus this one felt like. Well, I'm glad they don't do that anymore. I'm glad a lot of care is taken now. Is that (laughs) moves into the next phase of his career? Right. That uh, clearly there's been an uptick in quality. Yeah. With Jack and Jill and the cobbler. Netflix movies. Well, you put it that way. I would say not even so much first draft. It's just, hey, let's go to Hawaii. Right. Let's bring some yeah. cameras. There might be zero drafts. Right. There, there, there might be, let's hit this plot point, this right. plot point, let's mm-hmm. go. Yeah. I have a couple of these things where this felt like it was a lot of really funny, smart people. Right. Same. Even if stuff was ad-libbed, you could tell it was part of a larger structure. Well, and that's the thing. We've talked about this before. In a good comedy... You have to have a good structure mm-hmm. in order to ad lib within that. Right. If you're just like, oh, just just let him wing it. Right. It's like just walking on stage as a stand up with yeah. no mm-hmm. anything, no set list, no anything. You and just like, oh, just talk mm-hmm. about whatever. It's like, nah. I remember Jim Carrey said that on a movie. God, I can't remember what movie it was. I think it was Dick and Jane. Was it? I, I remember reading something about how Where there, there he, was just a blank in the script. He said it was an empty script. And he said there were notations like then uh, Jim Carrey does something funny. And I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, you actually have to write a script (laughs) for a movie. But you know what? If I could play devil's advocate, I'm wondering if because he's such a big improver, they Mm. were anticipating he'd want some control, but they just kind of took it the wrong way. (laughs) That could be. Well, yeah, but but the thing is, what you do... That'd be hilarious as a backfire. Yep. (laughs) What you do in this situation, and this is my guess... Of what they did on the set of this film is we got to have a solid script. And, and you get a couple of good takes, and then you go, all right, this one, riff. Or let's get a couple of takes where you just sort of riff, or you, you know, you, and obviously these people are all handpicked, they all work together. This is, right. this is, uh, Andy Samberg's team. Yeah, it's Lonely Island. It's yeah, those guys that it's, it's all those people together. So they're like, they're going to trust each other in that kind of environment to like, if a guy just throws in a line in the middle of a take that's not in the script, they're all going to run with it. Right. And the other thing too, they kept this so much subtle. So many times, like, a guy says something crazy and they'll go like, what, huh? And turn it into this big thing where it really, in this movie... It was great because there would just be like a like a quick turn, quick expression, like "huh," and then they'd be on to the next thing. So you get this great little laugh, this cool little moment that they didn't then turn into a thing. And then the big things were so big and ridiculous, but again, grounded in enough reality and right. yes. in the reality of this world that they're spoofing. Reality mm-hmm. used right loosely, right? That they that it was like I loved it, man. Yeah, it was really good. And a lot of times too, if uh, when the filmmakers to get the best of both worlds they'll be like alright well let's here's what's in the script 
let's do this take. And all right, now, for these next couple takes, do something else that you want or ad lib and mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see what we're going to use in the editing room. And then because it's Lonely Island plus all these people they've worked with before, you've got, you know, Jimmy Fallon in there and Justin Timberlake and Sarah Silverman. You've got a shorthand. Do you? These, no, yeah, the other talent. And they're so comfortable with one another. Yeah. Right. And they're probably not afraid to say, oh, wait, no, that didn't work or let's try this. Yeah. Or, you know, probably not afraid to sacrifice a joke for mm-hmm. someone else to have the laugh. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're doing that. I'm sure they're also going... Hey, you know what you should say in this? You say this. That'll yes. be funny. Right. Like giving people jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, which when you have that environment, then you have this movie that everyone's really proud of. And no one's got to be like, eh. And everyone has a moment. Everyone's got great moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sarah Silverman. Um, and again, she delivered these lines straight. She's the publicist, yep. right? So she could have been the over-the-top cliche publicist. Like an entourage? Right. right. Like the entourage uh-huh. publicist. But instead, she played a real one, and there's a great line, and she's like, look, his music isn't my type of music. Right. <laughs> but people, you know, seem to like it because it makes money. Right. right? <laughs> so she delivered that dead on. And, and a quick cut. Quick cut, and they yeah. cut out of it. She, there's not, like, a, her milking it. Right. A wacky face or an extra joke that goes on too much. Right, right. No, it was it was tightly edited. Yeah. It really was. I was, I was really uh, happy with it. It was, it was, like I said, an unexpected surprise. I, uh, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. And then the, so what about you guys think about the, so the very ending when they're at the poppies. Mm-hmm. And, and we, it was one of those things. It's like a romantic comedy. Yeah. You know they're going to get together. You know they're going to get back together. You know yeah. the band's going to get to back together. It, it's going to be a big scene. It's going to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, all right, he's doing six minutes at the end of the poppies. And then the stage manager comes and goes, you got t- we only got time for three minutes. Mm-hmm. Which one are you going to do? Which one are you going to do? Your own single? Or the Style Boy song. And that was funny. She's got on a headset and he's looking around. She's like, I don't know, I'm asking him. She's clearly talking to the booth. Right. And then she just commentates the whole thing. Right. Well, he's looking back to the Style Boys. It really seems like he's going to yeah. go, oh, he's looking at me now. I don't know. I can't call this at all. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. And I cut out at the right time. I cut too. out the right time. They didn't go on too long with that. Right. And then he comes on and sings. And then they did it. The thing that they... They shot it the way you... A reunion thing would happen at one right. of those award shows, mm-hmm. uh-huh. like that. Oh, look who's back! Like, oh yeah. my god! Mm-hmm. I remember was watching um, uh, an episode of Wahlburgers, <laughs> and Donnie and Mark are trying to like meet up. Okay, they're both busy and traveling, and Mark's but but he's Mark's like, hey, I'm actually going to be whatever town. New Kids was whatever they're like we're back we're in New York City yeah it was Ma- it was Manhattan they're doing mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden and Mark's like oh I'm gonna try to get there I gotta do this interview and a thing and a thing so then Mark Wahlberg gets there and they bring him on stage and everyone's going ah and they're trying to get him to sing um Good Vibrations yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he won't but that's the, what they always do in those things mm-hmm. look who's back yeah and then who is it was it an usher that came on with a style boy oh. shirt and they did their, their yeah because a part of the earlier Talking Head interviews was Usher's just like, oh man, I would just, I, I wanted to be one of them. They, they right, were one of my right. idols, you know, and that was the... What was the, un- the donkey? Un- the donkey dance or the whatever, donkey the donkey was. drop or whatever. <laughs> I don't, does it matter? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous, no. but also very familiar. Right. Like mm-hmm. this is, oh wow, this is junior high with the Macarena. Right, right. exactly. So, it, it would exist. And, yeah. it's, and the dance was just as ridiculous. It's pretty bad. Whatever, 
era boy band you grew up with had some... Achy Breaky Heart was real, and that dance was just as insane. (laughs) I would be fine if this uh, caught on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, well, that's what I love, too, is in all those interviews, all those Usher... The the Usher types... Go ahead. Uh, No, what you were saying is it's not only does it just mimic what we see in reality television, They it's like the Super Bowl. Hey, this is the style, boys, and they're back. Oh, wait, wait, it's Michael Bolton. Oh, my God. Look, it's Usher. And you're also going to give a lot of credit to Mariah Carey, too. It was hilarious. good for her. She was was funny. funny. Yeah, and she made fun of herself in this movie. Twice. Uh, Yeah, and uh, and then (laughs) she went after... uh, uh, Oh, what was his name? The kid who played... The kid who played his opening, opening act, act. Yeah, yeah. who then he's crazy and he yes. gets right. bigger right. than Andy Samberg. Yeah. He's nuts. Yeah. And then he's a dick and then he starts talking shit to Mariah Carey on yeah. TV at the Poppy. Oh, yeah. he's doing an ad. Oh, fuck. Yeah, That's right. I totally forgot ad. about the, the, oh, we got a new sponsor for the tour. Right. So it's an appliance company. Whenever he opens the fridge, it plays one of his songs. Yep. God damn it. And you know what that was a shot at? What? You too. That, yeah, exactly. It was a shot at you uh, too, automatically being downloaded into your iTunes. That's yeah. exactly what that was. That was Everyone, it was great. Everyone was furious. Everyone was fan- furious. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Just opens one up, one song yep. opens up the free. I like the freezer better. Yeah. <laughs> and then when the song drops, yeah. everyone yeah. is throwing their appliances out the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn, great. that was funny. And so then, then, yeah, go ahead. But then the opening act, he signs on with them. Yeah. And then he's doing this awful forced ad read in the right. middle of his speech. <laughs> at the awards. At the awards yeah. show. And Mariah yeah. Carey's like... a teleprompter. Yeah. Mariah Carey's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And he starts fucking... And he's like, he starts talking shit to her. And then she comes back. And she's like looking at it. Like she's going to whoop his ass. Yeah. And he runs out, hey, Mariah. And he punks out. <laughs> God damn, Mariah Carey's going to beat some dude down yeah, at the awards great. show. <laughs> fucking hilarious, man. So, all right. So we get into closing thoughts? Yeah. What else? Uh, Diana, closing thoughts. Well, just the very fact that we missed the corporate sponsorship part of this until right now. There's just so much going on in this movie that you will laugh. And I'm sorry for those of you who see penis. (laughs) (laughs) But when you're done freaking out about that, don't bring your parents. But now if you know, you could know when to look away. If you, re- yeah. if you listen to this first and then go see the yeah. movie, now you'll know. But then again, oh, you, actually, you know, even if you did listen to this and you haven't seen it, go see it. Yeah, yeah go see mm-hmm. it. We Honestly. can't do it justice. There are people we forgot about. Tim Meadows was awesome. Ah, Tim Meadows, Tim was, Meadows great. was so yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Can't well, remember it all. There, that's the thing. That's the reason why we got to go back to see it because there's so many scenes where we're like, oh shit, that one and that one. We could do this, yeah. you know. Martin Sheen. Oh, yeah, oh, there's a scene where Martin Sheen, <laughs> yeah. Martin Sheen kicks his ass and he's yeah. wearing a presidential yeah. zip-up jacket. Yeah. And, I, and like, I didn't know where it was going because the trailer made it seem like it was just like Martin Sheen is going to play this guy like Will Arnett is this guy. No, it's Martin Sheen as yeah. Martin Sheen. For one scene, punching him in the face. And that's the those. That's why I want to go back again because that's such a little visual joke. Mm. Martin Sheen, he's playing himself yeah. and he's kicking his ass He's yelling at him, but he's wearing it. So it's just like Martin Sheen still thinks he's mm. the president from West Wing. Right. Like, he's out of his mind. <laughs> I fucking love that. Did he start so. screaming Attica? Yeah, then he starts <laughs> screaming Attica. 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 That makes, it's like a dog day after Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like, Because why? But it's still great. It still worked. It. Yeah. It's, uh... So I, I will say that, yeah, definitely if you haven't seen it and you're listening to the spoiler app now, go see it. And if you did see it, you know what we're talking about. It's, a, uh, it's a really fun movie. Um, and, you know, I hope it does well because I'd like to see more of these um, well cared for and created uh, comedies. $20, million dollar yeah. comedies. Yeah, because it's a, it's a great budget to put something, put a comedy in. Right. And um, it 
it also shows that you know you don't have to make it sloppy. Well, it can make it can why, be well crafted. Why I hope it works is is now we're going back seven years. I think it was 2009 when The Hangover came out, and again that was a movie that had a 30, 40 million dollar budget at the most, right. mm-hmm. and it went up against some big budget summer movies and kicked its ass. I hope they're well, seeing it was, that was had a very specific marketing campaign through mm-hmm. college campuses. That's how it kind of grew. If it just had a regular release, I don't think it may have done. But as the well. point is, is. 20, 30 million in today's dollars, that's not a big gamble for a studio to do. Not when they're making $250 million no. summer blockbuster. And this stuff. movie could make 50 to $100 million right. if the word gets out, which right. is what happens with comedies. Right. The word gets out that they're funny or not funny. You mm-hmm. could make five to eight of these for the cost of like one Marvel movie. And you and if you if the studios are smart and give them put them into to a team of people that are good. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, they didn't hire a bunch of no-names. He's, he's right. proven. And, but, but you get a t- smart team. Let them do their thing. Right. Stay the fuck out of their way. Mm-hmm. And then just let them, give them enough money to have, to show the, the fun that they can have. People are going to love this. Yep. This is a great summer over-the-top comedy. Right. Like, it's, gr- it's great and it's good them. counter-programming to, like, a bunch of effects-driven uh, yes. action mm-hmm. stuff. So, you know, and you can enjoy both. It's not like you have to pick. Yeah, you, know, you, you can't enjoy it, but I gotta say, like, when I was watching X-Men, and we talked about it on the show, I like X-Men, it was cool, but I was starting to feel, as X-Men went on an extra 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I was like, huh, well, I don't want to be superhero movie out. Yeah, but that's where we're going, because this is a side note, but you never used to have three to four giant superhero movies in one summer before. I know. You used to have one, then you had two, and now we're at the three to four range, and it's like, mm, it might be too much. And that's why this movie is a great, like, see this. Palette cleanser. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, Um, um, all right. Well, uh, Diana, where can people find you online? Yeah. uh, (laughs) You can find me following Chris and Graham, Comedy Film Nerds. (laughs) What's your Twitter handle? uh, It's at DRosco, D-E-E-R-O-S-K-O. And And anything else you'd like to promote? I, I can promote things? Sure. sure. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't have anything. I just... <laughs> Is there a charity you want to yeah, support? Anything, 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 anything. Anything. Anything you want. Well, uh, okay, well, I am, uh, you know, speaking of your crowdfunding woes, I, I'm doing a tiny crowdfunding for my local high school, trying to put a scholarship together for that. That's great. So I can post a link because the, I don't have a website or anything like that. In fact, the, it just keeps the... Oh, I'll link it to you guys. Yes, yeah, but and put it on your uh, Twitter feed so people yeah. can see it. Yeah, well, so for what, Diana's. Well, it wasn't there before because I have about two followers. Yeah. <laughs> and, one of, and one of them is LA Podfest, so right. thanks. <laughs> well, now after this show, you might have four. Yeah, that's it. Or five. We're going to double slash triple it. Is, yeah. it, is it YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> might be. It okay. might be us. We'll follow you. It'll be a surprise. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> so follow Diana. Yes. Support her high school yes. scholarship. I, I don't do much because I don't like to clog people's Twitter feed. That's your job, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know we're good at that. Um, and I want to just personally, again, thank you for supporting the Kickstarter. Uh, really appreciate it. And we'll help get the graphic novel funded. Yeah, and it's, it's we're well into it. Uh, I'm getting stuff every week, and it looks amazing. And we are on schedule. Yeah, it was great. Um, of course, LA Podfest September 23rd through the 25th. Um, we just added Who Charted, The Long Shot, Forty mm-hmm. uh, Year Old Boy, JV Club, um, many more. Jonah Radio. So we keep adding more and more shows. Yes. Um, so go to LAPodfest.com. Uh, tickets are available. Diana, you guys have been. Last mm-hmm. year. Last year. It was fantastic. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, 
thanks to SF Docfest, we premiered yes. Earbuds last <laughs> night, which was great. Uh, it's really fantastic. It was so great yeah. seeing it on a big screen. We'll, we'll talk about that on the regular episode. Yes. Um, more. Uh, so that's it. At LA Podfest, at Comedy Film Nerds, at Chris J. Mancini, at Graham Elwood. Follow us, like us, those things you can do for free. And then, of course, as we always said, uh, spend 20 bucks a year with us. Much appreciated, Much everyone. Appreciated. All right, you guys. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as rem- always, remember... Han shot first. <laughs> I put my dick in a box. <laughs>